1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Void
0: Horror Podcast. Yes. <laughs>
1: Merry Christmas, you pieces of shit. Go fuck yourself, You petty peasants. We hate you. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hope you're having a great holiday season, whatever you celebrate. But uh, it's time to take a break from real life, quit your jobs, and listen to Beyond the Void.
0: <laughs> quit your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever go back. Yeah.
1: Don't go back. Safe is here. Fuck money. Yeah. No one needs it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back for another episode, our flesh and potatoes segment, where we're going to be talking about two movies, breaking them down, telling you our favorites, favorite scenes, all that other jazz. And the two movies are going to be St. Nicholas, Saint or Sint, and... A cadaver Christmas. So we're ready to, to drop some bombs on you. Literal physical logs of human shit. Feces. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all over the place, dude. <laughs> so I think uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the flesh and potatoes and save you all the uh, bullshit. And this week it's called... Saint Cadaver. So let's go ahead and jump into the flesh and potatoes... Right now.
0: So, we're starting it off this week with Saint. Yes. Sint, or... There's a million other names because it kind of depends on what fucking country you were in when it came out, right? Um, But it is officially was released in the Netherlands in 2010, so the official title is Sint, which is Saint in I don't fucking Dutch.
1: Yeah, it's like Amsterdam's the whole place. Take it takes place. I believe
0: the language is Dutch.
1: The Netherlands.
0: Netherlands. Amsterdam, the
1: Netherlands, the Netherlands. Well, welcome to the Netherlands.
0: Because <laughs> we say it like assholes. I don't yell
1: like assholes, <laughs> even
0: though we're probably from that yeah. fucking country. <laughs> Where our ancestors are anyway.
1: Hey, they always say like, "How do you do, there, partner?" Like that's how we <laughs> do it. Yeah, fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kidding. All right. So
0: let's give you a little backstory on this movie. Pretty much, it goes like this. Oh. <laughs> St. Nicholas, which is a bishop fallen from grace, travels in the Middle Ages with his gang of robbers and thieves, raping, plundering, and killing. Mm. When villagers grow weary of appeasing St. Nicholas, they take the law into their own hands and murder the bishop and his thugs by setting fire to their ship. In that final moment, the bloodthirsty bishop vows... For Revenge. Oh, my God. I wrote that, by the way, so thank Oh, God. nice. Me. Yeah, that's pretty good, I did actually. my own one, because <laughs> I'm awesome. Um, this movie was directed and written by Dick Moss, which has the greatest name. Dickmas. Fucking ever. It's Dickmas, Dick Moss. <laughs> Mary it's great.
1: Dickmas! No, I'm kidding. Sorry, guys. It's gay.
0: like Moss or Big Dick or whatever. It's, it's pretty
1: bad. Badass, um, I mean.
0: He has done movies such as *Rick or mortis, D-Lift, or The Lift in the U.S., Amsterdamed and Prey. Uh, the Lift and Amsterdam are probably like his two most well known movies. Okay. Um, I mean, they're ones I knew. Yeah. You know, but anyway, moving on.
1: So now you're going to butcher all their names? Yep. This- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Flargy no, Bird. Not that bad, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anywho, so it stars Egbert Jan Weber, who plays Frank, who is in movies called Necrocam, Backslide, and Belladonna's okay all of these actors are pretty much specific to the netherlands so you probably won't know most of them because maybe
1: not yeah it seems like there's like a big wall where the entertainment doesn't can get out but you don't yeah there's not much out it doesn't like there's
0: not much crossover especially with the actors in this movie in particular and then from rare exports that we did last week yeah same thing there's no crossover there so it's it's kind of interesting but i don't know if they've Maybe they're like fuck the United States, like we don't want to act there. Mm. Who knows? Maybe um, we're assholes, or maybe we are. Like that. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Well, I mean, just take into account what we're doing, dealing with right now. So they're like, right, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, also stars Bert Loops, who plays Goert, who is an, also in Amsterdam black book and journey through the night can't read my own handwriting because i'm a piece of shit
1: <laughs> wow i'll let you so, run with that one you're
0: gonna notice a common theme here with a lot of the actors obviously is that they have worked in other films that dick moss has produced uh, um, or directed and written
1: or as i like to call him Dickmas.
0: Dickmas. i feel like i want to call him Dickmas the rest of this episode huh um it also <laughs>
1: totally insensitive totally uh insulting
0: a little bit yeah but it fits the theme so right, there we yeah. go been decided also stars carol lenson who plays lisa who was in night run she was also in necro cam and a movie called the ninth hour
1: necro
0: cam i know i've never heard of it but it sounds pretty cool
1: sounds like someone's like setting up a camera to watch dead people it's
0: probably or exactly have sex what it's about. with them i don't know look it up no no i want to know i don't want to see
1: it i don't want <laughs> to see it this is christmas
0: i do <laughs> I want to see it. It's the holidays. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that, but never mind. We're going to get into it later. Right. Um, Also stars Hub Staple, who plays Nicholas, St. Nick. Oh, that's the guy? Pre-burned version.
1: Oh, pre-burned. Okay. Yeah. Pre-burned. I'm
0: pretty sure he actually plays him in the makeup, too, but Mm. the only pictures they show of him are pre-burned St. Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whatever.
1: He looks like the uh, kind of guy that's like, you shall not pass. Like that kind (laughs) of... Some kind of wizard. Excellent.
0: You're a wizard, Harry. He's a Baptist wizard. It's a... Oh, my God. Um, his This guy is also in Amsterdam, The Lift, and mm. Sea of Silence. He's worked on a lot of movies, actually, with Dickmas.
1: Okay. Dickmas.
0: <laughs> uh, last but not least that I want to mention was Ben Ramakers, who plays um, Van, Dy- Van Dyke. Uh, he was the guy with the crazy fucking dubbed voice. Oh. <laughs> the bald dude. Like the big buff bald guy. Oh. And like Mouse comes yeah. in and he's hey like. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah. Mouse comes in like when he's on screen and he goes, is that that guy's real fucking voice?
1: It almost sounds like it, doesn't like, it? holy
0: shit. And I'm like, it's the dubbed versions, but yeah, it kind of fits them. It does. It's a little extravagant, but it works. I thought it
1: fit him. It was cool.
0: Um, he's in a, he actually has a really long list of stuff that he's done. A couple of these actors do, but he's in, the ones I picked out were the Northerners, Orlong's Winter, which actually sounds amazing, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and Leak 2000. Okay. So yeah, what did you think of this film?
1: Um, I hated it. No, I'm kidding. No, I <laughs> didn't like hate it. 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 Uh, there is, it's, it's. A, I thought it was a fun movie. Felt that it was a little slow in parts. Like it does have some, some, uh, some funniness to it, but it's just kind of like more like quirky than it is like funny. Mm-hmm. But there was some parts that I inadvertently laughed out loud, I guess. Not necessarily because of the acting or anything. And who knows, maybe I missed it because we watched the English dub version, you know? And I'd seen this before years ago when it first came out, because I was like, holy shit, I gotta watch this. Like, this crazy ride of San Nicolas. Holy shit. <laughs> Getting wild up in here. Knocked
0: my knickers off. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but I think, it's, I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's not high on my list of, like, holiday horror movies. Um... For me, Um, I thought it was just okay. Like, it's, like, just above average um, by a little bit. There's some cool dialogue that goes back and forth. I do like some of the acting in it. I thought the acting Mm -hmm. was decent. Like, the the main guy who plays... um,
0: Frank? Like, the main kid, or are you talking about Goert?
1: uh, I'm trying to think of his name. It's the main... The the guy who was the kid... Whose
0: family got killed? Yeah,
1: and then he grew up to be, like, a... A cop, yeah. Yeah, And he's, like, a detective or whatever. Goert. Yeah, that What's guy. What's character's name. I can't think of his name. But yeah, no, that guy.
0: Him. That guy.
1: Yeah. He's pretty cool. I liked him in it a lot. I thought he was really fun. A little crazy. Played the part really well. Um, But overall, I mean, the movie's not... It's gory. It does have some pretty decent gore in it. There's some funny parts in it. Uh, There's a little bit of controversy with this movie, too. So I think uh, anybody that watched it at a glance would be like, well, fuck this movie, like, immediately. Uh, Although it is a different culture. uh, Although it is still controversial over there. And we'll probably get into that in the trivia. We will. So. And we'll explain what that means, but you're gonna want to stick around to find out. <laughs> Overall, though, I actually thought it was a decent movie. Like, I, I, it's like one that I keep in my mind that I'm like, oh, I should watch. I could watch that again. Like, I wouldn't mind watching it, but I don't like. I'm not like anxious to see it. It's like I'm not overexcited about it. So, what are you? What um, about you?
0: I was completely underwhelmed. Yeah. By this movie, and I was really upset because I was really excited to watch it.
1: Does it look like a bad shit it crazy looks ride?
0: Awesome. I mean, I'm totally into like crazy forlorn bishops and shit that are just like zombified and fucking nuts, right? You know, and I- I'm I'm super into that. I mean, obviously, like I'm a big fan of the band Ghost, so. Right. I like that whole kind of concept of that's so funny. What? <laughs> Why is that? I funny? totally
1: get it, but it's just weird. It's like the weird,
0: but it's the perfect comparison, right? Because it's like this whole like Catholicism that's fucking wrong,
1: right? But it's Anglo-Saxon right,
0: and it's awesome. So I don't yeah. know. It's it's a cool concept that I like really enjoys, right? I don't know. And then it has this movie described too is that it's a fucking Santa that's killing children and families and all this shit. And I'm like, they don't really kill any kids though.
1: Well, maybe part of the reason that we weren't so <laughs> not like, like you should
0: kill kids, like don't get go, that's going to sound oh, really not? bad. But why like, not? It's going to sound really awful. But I like I hate when they lead with something like that and they don't really deliver on it.
1: <clears throat> well, they did.
0: And they uh, subtly, like really quickly, like in one scene specifically. But
1: yeah, they the like tastefully. I yeah, they did it. They it.
0: did do it tastefully. I'll give them that. But I, I felt like it didn't go as dark as it should have, mm-hmm. and it has the perfect setup to do that, but it doesn't quite go there. Right. You know, they take it a kind of a weird direction and they don't do a lot of backstory explanation too to Mm -hmm. explain why they're going in that direction. So it's kind of weird. It's a little bit of a convoluted story. Um, I understand what they were trying to do and how they were trying to do it, but it just doesn't jive.
1: Right. Well, you know, I what I was thinking is is that maybe it didn't also hit with us as well because we don't really know the original story of their version of Santa Claus or Sinterklaas. Yeah,
0: I knew a, I knew a little bit of the backstory. It's behind different, it, but though. it is different.
1: Yeah, it's like December fifth is the big day. Yeah, like it's, that's their day for holiday. That's it's not even Christmas, like twenty fifth or whatever. Right. Yeah,
0: it's like totally different. Yeah. Which. Every country pretty much celebrates differently.
1: Right. And, and then, you know, people put on blackface, totally normal. Uh, so I was uh, <laughs>
0: watching some like, Jesus. I was like,
1: holy shit, I forgot all about that.
0: I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I understand this is like 2010. So there's something to think about, too. They made this in like 2009 or 2008, most likely, when they filmed it. Right. So they're not to say that this was acceptable when they did it then, but I don't think it was as criticized.
1: Right. No. Well, I mean, it is. a Yeah. It probably five years ago would have been able to get away with it even still. But now it's now not. Yeah. But there is more story on that. And we'll definitely dive into that. I just kind of, I don't know, throwing that out there because like, I was like, oh, shit, damn. Um, but to give you guys kind of an idea, a little bit about the story. The story starts out it's essentially fourteen ninety two AD on December fifth in Amsterdam. Saint Nicholas, which you mentioned, is he used to pillage villages and uh, They
0: wanted um, every villager, like they had a thing that they asked them specifically to leave packages on, and if their, they didn't. on their doors. And if they didn't then they would do whatever they wanted to these families. They right. wanted like leather and I think sheep, sheep and like, gold or whatever, like all these like ridiculous things that most of these villagers obviously don't have or they can't get. Right. So, and even if they would deliver, half the time they'd still do whatever the fuck they wanted anyway. So right. They, because they could. Yeah, because they can. They have the yeah. fucking power. They're all these crazy fucking horrible people with like.
1: Well, and they're they're also like peats, black, black peats. Um, but his they. Essentially, it's almost like they're pirates because yeah. they're on a ship and it's like this whole story. It's some sort of weird, different thing. that Super pirate. But they come off the ship. If they don't get what they're supposed to have, then they rape and pillage everything, kill people, whatever they want. And when the villagers fight back, they burn his boat, like you mentioned in the uh, synopsis, with all of his helpers. And you fast forward to, I think it was like 1958 in Amsterdam. In a, yeah, it was
0: like yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was fifty eight. But a boy's like family gets murdered by the undead saint who comes back, uh, and his helpers and all his brothers and sisters and parents apparently, except for him. And then you fast forward forty more years, and he's a cop, hell bent on finding Saint Nick when he's going to pop up again. And apparently, once every thirty two years, when the moon is full on the fifth of December. Saint Nick comes back to kill or find all the naughty people.
0: He basically just kills whoever is in the way.
1: Right. I mean, he's essentially Santa Claus, but they say it's the Anglo-Saxon Santa Claus that it's based off of. So, apparently the lyrics of the older traditional Claus songs, still sung today, warn that the Claus and his assistant will leave well-behaved children presents, and they will punish those who have been very naughty. For example... They will take bad children and carry these children off in a burlap sack to their homeland of Spain, mm-hmm. where, according to the legend, Santa Claus and his helper dwell out of season. These songs and stories also warn that a child who has been on slightly naughty will get a present, but a row, which is a bundle of birch twigs, implying that they could have gotten a birch bag, a birching instead, or they will simply receive a lump of coal instead of gifts. So it's very similar to the Santa Claus story in a way, but not as malevolent.
0: Yeah, we're a bunch of pussies in the United States, yeah. here, apparently, because there's never any, like, you're going to get put in a bag and carried off to Spain. <laughs> well,
1: a lot of places, they say, like, it's like you got the fucking uh, Krampus, well, Krampus and everything like yeah. that. And Germany and, and other places, Austria, I think, is even, um, and it's way more dark. Like, it's not like... oh, well, well, yeah,
0: Krampus fucking like, eats you.
1: Well, think about all the fables that we have on... You know, in books like Snow White and all that shit, they mm-hmm. all come from fucking really dark. The places. Brothers Grimm, like fucking tales, mm-hmm. and they're all fucked up and dark. And we like Disneyfied them. Yeah, we ruined them. Well, yeah, to make them make money off them. We Boy, did they sell? Them. Yeah, <laughs> we pussified every Yeah, Everything's happy, children. You'll not be eaten by a small demon today. You're just gonna get kissed when you don't want to.
0: Imagine how Basically, many good kids we, have we would friends. have
1: would you say I'm sorry <laughs>
0: you'll just get kissed when you don't want to and basically raped by a prince but you know <laughs> <laughs> wow
1: yeah, while you're sleeping yeah yeah. I
0: was like this, this is fucked up but I not <laughs> like, it's so stupid like the shit that you this is getting off topic but like when you realize it as an adult you look back and you're like god that's fucking fucked up I guess they're all yeah. teaching girls that they need to have a man to fucking have like mean something in their lives well different it's, like, times really shitty yeah and I'm like I'm so glad I wasn't into this shit when I was a kid <laughs> like, yeah I was in, I was into my scary story books. So I
1: did all kinds of stuff. I mean, I watched like Disney and shit like I that.
0: Like, yeah.
1: But you can, if you can imagine, like if if like a lot of the American kids were to grow up with these like scary stories, I
0: have way better children.
1: They might be a little bit more well behaved, maybe. I don't know. Was what do you guys think? Do you think that if we were scared to death that like something was going to kill us for being bad kids, do you think we would be bad or we there would be bad kids as much? I would have been a perfect angel. Yeah. I was
0: pretty good as it was because I didn't want to get coal for Christmas. So
1: one of the kids like steals their dad's gun to protect the family at night when Santa Claus might be coming because he was bad, and they shoot the mom.
0: Do yeah, like crazy shit, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, not know. it could t- go in a really horrible, a place, really bad too.
1: direction too. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it's interesting. It definitely though. go
0: both ways, but it's a cool um, idea to play around with of like a, you know.
1: Well, I feel like that. That's a lot of the reason why it didn't really connect with us. Like. Essentially, a holiday horror movie is, dev- like, basically shitting all over, like, happiness, like, happy- like the Christmas spirit or whatever, um, and, and, and in that way, it's, like, defiling it, so it's kind of, like, the sacred thing, right? Well, when that thing isn't really sacred to you, and you really don't know the mythos behind it that much, it really doesn't have that much of an impact. So maybe it has more of an impact on those people.
0: Well, I'm sure it did. I mean, obviously, if you look at the, how angry they got about certain things. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I'll talk about that, too. Go ahead. Well, like, do you want to get into the trivia part now? Yeah, do, do the, do
1: the, the do, Maybe we should talk about what is with the, the blackface situation.
0: Yeah, you're going to take that.
1: Well, one thing that we wanted to bring up and talk about is in the movie, there's characters that are painted their faces black and it's just like white dudes painting their face black, which is pretty offensive, even to the people that live in Amsterdam, because they're pretty open to a lot of different things. And there's it's
0: Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's Amsterdam. Like they're like it's so it's a little bit controversial over there and actually, Actually, they say that the kids are the ones that are pushing that aspect of what they call Black Pete, Black Peter. OK, so there's a history behind this, and I'll try to get through it as quick as I can. Basically, the character first appeared in an 1850 book by Amsterdam schoolteacher Jan Schenkman, and it's commonly depicted as a blackamoor, which is a moor. Um, if you're not familiar with the Moors, it's like, there's a whole history on this. Um, it's commonly depicted as that though, they call them Zwart Piet, P I E T. And it's said to be black because he is a Moor from Spain. Those portraying Zwart Piet typically put on blackface makeup and colorful Renaissance attire, in addition to curly wigs, red lipstick, and earrings. Uh, it says in recent years, the character has become the subject of controversy, especially in the Netherlands. So this is like not even that long ago that they're talking about the controversy. could be like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it says until according to a long standing theory first proposal by Karl Meissen, Zwartpiet and his equivalents in Germanic Europe originally represented such an enslaved devil forced to assist his captor, the chained and fire scorched devil may have reemerged as a black human in the early nineteenth century in Netherlands, in the likeness of a Moor and as a servant of Saint Nicholas. So uh, it says a devil as a helper of the saint can be still found in the Austrian, German, Swiss, Hungarian, Czech, Slovak, and Polish Saint Nicholas tradition in the characters of Krampus. So, the introduction to Zwart Pete did coincide by and large with a change in the attitude of the already existing Sinterclaus character who had been quite severe towards bad children himself. He was actually pretty crazy about that, but I guess the Black Pete's did pretty much all of his work.
0: Right. He kind of just stands back and watches.
1: Right. It's been a big thing, though, like out there. They said that St. Nicholas actually had, in fact, often been presented as a boogeyman when he was still a solitary character. Moreover, some of the same terrifying characteristics that were later associated with his servant Zwart-Piet were often attributed to St. Nicholas himself. The depiction of a holy man in this light was troubling to both teachers, priests, and more. And sometime after the introduction of Pete as Sinterklaas' Claus servant, both characters adopted a softer character. So a lot has changed. A lot of people changed, and I guess for the times they changed the story around a little bit. So it's interesting to see how it kind of morphed into that. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't the original story to begin with. Right. So it obviously it's like clearly Sinterklaas Claus isn't real. If yeah. it's going to be changed, if if it can be changed that easily, but then again, so does religion. Yeah. And depending on like the government, depends
0: and, on who they want to appease what moment.
1: Right, yeah, so, that happens a lot too, guys, it, in history. It's
0: changed constantly. so None of it's fucking real.
1: But yeah, there <laughs> is blackface in the movie, so if you are offended by that, I mean, totally understandable. Um, I was. I mean, it, it definitely is kind of like, whoa, wow, that's really it. happening.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect it. But they, so.
1: it's the way that they carry it out. It wasn't like, there was no point in the movie where they were trying to make fun of any kind of person no, no, of color. No, or,
0: no, they were very, it was obviously just true to the tale right so that's what they were sticking by they didn't make it into it i was a little offended just because i didn't see it coming and i'm just like jesus what the fuck and then i was like oh wait it's a that's, different country it's different that's the stale that's the tale right that's their fable like that's what and they're in character to go to this party so it makes sense of why they're doing it and i doesn't excuse it but i understand no. yeah you know and so i was but i i don't know it, they weren't doing it in like a racist fashion so that was yeah but there
1: wasn't we'll we'll say this there wasn't any people of color in the movie Mm -hmm. Uh, not one
0: yeah yeah i don't think there was even one
1: so i mean whatever i mean i don't think it was a statement about any kind of uh racial but it is a little bit controversial there was others other controversy about this movie though
0: yeah there was um this One of the biggest things um, that actually happened upon the release of the actual film Um, or just the poster leading up to the movie, the actual movie poster that they put out had drawn the attention from various different organizations of concerned parents. Of course, we're super used to this in the United States with all these crazy moms right? and whatever the fuck they do with their lives because they have no life. (laughs) Um, So what they did is they they tried boycotting the poster, which features an image of a zombie St. Nicholas and his horse, pretty much, as opposed to the friendly St. Nicholas, which the people of the Netherlands are used to actual dutch director jumped on board to kind of spearhead this whole thing for these like concerned parents right um his name is johan Nijenhuis. um so he was actually the whole spokesperson to spearhead this campaign and movement to get this fucking movie poster Taken down and getting rid of basically right. or changed.
1: Which, by the way, guys, just as a, a side note, anytime that you try to bury something that you don't want children to see, you raise its awareness to everyone. Yeah. So, literally, this gave this movie more fucking people than it needed. It, it it made it bigger than it was.
0: Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, it was just a stupid move. Um, But so he actually ended up taking. The case to court, which is ridiculous to me that this actually ended up in a in a court case, or you know, for them to have a judge and yeah. sit down in front of them and to actually discuss this. Um, he said, you know, the the idea behind why he took it to court was that this poster is going to damage the festive season and cause trauma to young children. Right. Pretty much, so they're going to take away the spirit of Christmas, or whatever. Yeah, Christmas to defile guess, it. is what they celebrate. But um, so director Dick Moss. Did go to obviously go to the court case and argued to the judge that basically if parents could make their children believe in Saint Nicholas and the fable behind him on its own, then they can also inform and teach their children that the poster that he released for this movie isn't real. Right. And the judge actually agreed with him, and they ruled in favor of Dick and the movie. Mm-hmm. And he said that um, he noted that the mutilated face wasn't even visible enough on the poster and he rejected all the complaints yeah so So it's interesting yeah one for
1: the one for the good guys I guess uh. I guess
0: yeah Um, I actually saw somewhere that they had looked into it a little bit more and saw that this director jumping on board of it was actually a big part of for like um, publicity (laughs) Oh, So it may get his have been a minor like publicity stunt. I don't know for him or for wow. the movie. Well that goes to show did, you how like, big
1: this movie was yeah, like, because I mean they don't really have that many movies coming out of that area. Mm-mm. I mean I'm sure they do. They actually do, but I mean this caused enough controversy. Like again, that's that walled in garden, so we don't really know about all those movies. It's like they never come over here.
0: Yeah, it was really it's really hard to get this here. Yeah, you know what you know what's really get funny? The original.
1: It's like you see Netflix like kind of adapting to um like Bollywood movies, mm-hmm. and like have, maybe that'll be the next explosion.
0: They have so many Japanese films too, and all these different other types of foreign.
1: Right, maybe that'll be the next thing, though. It's like stuff from the Netherlands, and
0: I'm hoping so because that's really there's a bad. lot of shit there out there. Is a lot. Like a I'm lot. so
1: surprising after these t- last two weeks. Like we're like, what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. I've never heard of any of these.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like any of these movies that we've been talking about for from last week and this week. Like there's all these crazy films that we're like, holy fuck, these sound really cool have never fucking heard of them before. well there
1: are movies like there's a movie called Ant Boy that mm-hmm. got kind of big and it's I believe it's from that same area that got out uh, I guess it's really hard to climb that wall with a film like that but Ant Boy made it on and then there's like three of them now like they just pump them out Hmm. Weird. I never even saw the first one, but I remember seeing it and going. It kind of like got on my radar somehow because I was like, "Oh, what's this?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, is there any other trivia that we have about this?
0: No, not really. I didn't. I didn't find anything that was noteworthy. Essentially, okay. like other than the the two big pieces of controversy that were surrounding this movie, which I felt were the most interesting.
1: Yeah, it's really kind of there's a lot behind controversial it. altogether, right? Yeah,
0: big pieces that actually made it into a bigger. Success, I guess, right, than they anticipated, so it's good for them for that. But
1: he hasn't really done that much, bad else, publicity so, is good yeah.
0: publicity, so
1: yeah, I guess so. Well, he's
0: done a lot, he's actually has a, a lot of movies that are in post production or in production now or that he's finished for 2017. Okay. He's a pretty big director over there. He does a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, And like I said, the other two films that Amsterdam and then The Lift are two I had actually heard of. So they okay. were pretty big because those did cross over. I do here. remember
1: The Lift, but I don't remember what it's about. I, I think I saw a trailer for it or something like that. Yeah. So should we do our favorite scenes? Yeah. Okay.
0: You want to start us off?
1: Yeah. Okay, so one of the first things that I noticed in the movie that I thought was a little bit, uh, like, like culture shock, like, different kind of world that -hmm. we're looking at and, and, like... How we would never get away with that kind of shit here, or maybe it's just a fake world that he wrote that isn't exactly the same over there. But the way they handled it and how not shocked they were about it makes me wonder if that's just part of the culture. But it's not uncommon to think like sexual anything is kind of normal outside of anywhere, uh, you know, in Disney. Or AKA the United States.
0: Oh, I know where you're going. With this. Um, <laughs>
1: but college students in this yeah. the opening scene is like you see these college students give each other dildos. And he's like, "Oh, that'll make the fifth one this year. That makes it uh, the it was winner like seven, I think. Yeah, right? it, or it was yeah? Maybe you're right. It was like that beat the last one by two for last year. Like, like it's this game. I'm like, like essentially, what's happening in this story is like these kids are going up to the front of the of the class and they're like having to do this presentation where they open the gift that some Secret Santa gift that they get from somebody in the classroom and they open it in front of everybody and then talk about it and." Everybody keeps getting dildos in it. And they write these like poems that rhyme that they have to read from Santa Claus.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of the actual gift exchange like um, tradition. I don't in know. In that culture, I have no because clue. the one girl has to write all those poems for her family. Oh. And I think that's something that you have to write a poem for each person that you give a gift to or something, and that maybe it relates. To you the gift and why you're giving them that
1: uh, maybe or something like, well they yeah. were reading it from Claus.
0: yeah it was supposed to be like a, it's a letter from him or a poem yeah. from him I believe but she had to write those for her family too so that's what leads me to believe that it's part of the tradition
1: yeah so well they just got like dildos laying out on desks and yeah, it's and just like
0: smacking people with them and I'm just like well I mean I have been told many times by friends that are people that I've met that are from other countries that we are giant fucking prudes
1: right in america well we're secret crazy people we are yeah sexual closeted closeted sexual deviants deviants, yeah
0: um but i mean i a exchange student that i knew in high school you know she said in germany like people will just grab you on the street and kiss you if they want to kiss you like they just and all you all of you americans are fucking prudes Wow. Like, you don't you don't you don't care or you don't understand anything and you just think that everything is wrong and you're not open to anything sexual and whatever and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I don't fuck on the street, but <laughs> like,
1: yeah, right.
0: I understand where you're coming from because she's not wrong. Just hand it out dildo. It is completely That's, different. Like
1: if you were to hand out someone a dildo in the street, they would be that would be a sexual assault.
0: Yeah, you get in trouble for that shit. Yeah, yeah, you would. Which you wouldn't get in trouble. You'd obviously. I mean, look at Amsterdam.
1: Yeah, but there's. It's funny because like Amsterdam. here in the United States, it's like you know there are some things that we get away with that other countries don't. Like if you look at like Australia, and we were talking about Craig Anderson, mm-hmm. they're super strict. You can't even play fucking video games. They like censor everything so it, it can be it goes both ways it can go both ways like different areas but yeah when it I, comes
0: to sexual things when it comes to
1: free. sex though like we're the big no-no like it, oh, yeah, you always. can cut the fuck off a child's head in a fucking movie before you can show tits on the screen or, Basically. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Or that's, a dick. Yeah. Because you can like show even tits the, all day long. The but. ratings board here is just like crazy about that. But they're being a little bit more open now because I think, mm-hmm. you know, they're we're getting in younger.
0: They're getting better and they're actually being like more open to um, television, jumping right and things like that too, where, you know, they're loosening the reins a bit on what they allow. Right. But yeah, there's always a big problem of like you can show tits and full on pussy like all day, every day. <laughs> But you can't. God forbid, you want to show one fucking wiener in a show or a movie, and it's like over. You know, you get one little quick glimpse of of that unattractive person's dick or something, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like I always used to get so mad about Game of Thrones, (laughs) but anyways,
1: what's one of your favorite? What's one of your? I don't. I've never even seen Game of Thrones, but like two episodes. Uh, Shame. So yeah, whatever. Ring the bell, bitch. I'm going to.
0: (laughs) I had a fucking bell. Say right I know now. that much. Ringing in shame. Anyways, what's um, one of your
1: favorite scenes?
0: Uh, I I actually really this is and this will go back a little bit, but I actually really like the scene with um in not the opening one, but the secondary when they're in the fifties and so you're first introduced to the kid and his family and you you see this is like Santa Claus revenge form, so it's okay. like all zombified or whatever, mm-hmm. gross. I thought it was cool. It was really well done how they did it and the people snuck into their house and stuff and like the mom goes into the kitchen to get something and she pulls it off of the shelf and then all of a sudden you just see like in the background there's like someone's eyes and they're like behind the pantry
1: oh okay you know
0: so like half of the black pizza are already in the house right and you're like oh fuck shit's about to go down and obviously you think the kid that goes out to check on the pigs is going to get killed first but it doesn't happen that way right come in and kill his whole fucking family And then he just comes into blood fucking everywhere. And it was just visually a really stunning scene, actually. It sounds super fucked up to say that, but visually it was gorgeous. It was all kind of Christmas colored. Yeah. So it was almost like done in the lights, like in filmed by light of Christmas lights what it reminded me of it was very warm and kind of cheery yeah which was i mean super fucked up but they were getting ready to do their
1: it's actually well shot movie oh it's beautiful yeah
0: like there was um,
1: it's not like super artistic but it's like well shot
0: very well shot the cinematography and shit was stunning it's kind of like
1: by the book
0: very um yeah i just and i know if christina watches it. she's gonna have a lot of problems with the cgi because i did
1: yeah there was a lot
0: there's a lot of really bad CGI. I don't know. Some of it was pretty good, though. So, I mean, it went back and forth. But... I did really like that scene. I like the initial introduction to Saint Nicholas before he's killed. Too. Well, and it
1: also shows you that they're not—they're willing to go there.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They took it fucking balls to the wall. Like, well, the first I, don't I don't know. I don't want to say movie, balls they to the pretty, wall, but they killed the first person. They killed a the, the kid. If
1: you're killing kids, you've already taken a step further than most. Exactly. But they didn't show it. Show it. They no, just they don't show, show blood. it. They just—you
0: just know what's happening. Right. And it's two of them. Like right off the bat, bam. Um, one of the first ones that go are two kids, and I'm all nice. One of the Get little it. ones
1: that I want to mention, by the way, is Kurt. The uh, main the uh the kid that grows up from that experience who mm-hmm. survives the that attack from the 58 from 1958 and grows up he goes into the police station and someone put it like a gift on the desk oh and yeah. he's like fires the gun in the police station like five times at the gift and the chief yells at the guys for giving a present to him instead of him
0: for shooting the. Yeah, because every present. year they do this they do to it, him yeah, yeah.
1: Because he hates Christmas because of what it represents, what it truly represents, while everybody else glorifies St. Nick.
0: Right. Well, he knows what's coming.
1: Yeah. Because it killed his family.
0: No one listens to him and no one right. believes it. No one cares. And they're like, they just never found the guy or whatever. Like, right. Never found the people. And he's like, he's like, fuck you guys. Because <laughs> like, he knows exactly what happened, but he has no way he can convince anyone. Right. So that's why he's made this like grand master plan to, you know, do 40 fucking years later. Right. So...
1: What other scene do you like?
0: Um, I really loved, really loved the scene of when they're chasing after St. Nicholas on the horse and he's on the rooftops.
1: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: That was fucking cool. And and then all of a sudden when the horse falls through the ceiling <laughs> yeah, that was and funny. it's like this gay couple. Yeah. And they, it was fucking hilarious. Like yeah. their little like quippy like comments back and forth about it were so fucking funny. Like. And yeah. it was just really cute. Um, And then the horse falls back through the, the ceiling, you know, down again, and then out eventually on top of, of the police car.
1: Right. Yeah, and, that was pretty funny.
0: And of course, I'm like, no, poor horsey. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel all bad. I'm like, no. And then it's obviously it's already dead. So.
1: Right. But it gets back up.
0: But it gets. But yeah. So it gets back up, which they they did that really well. It's like I was wondering how they were going to do it because it goes from CGI to a real horse.
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And
0: I was like. How are they going to do this? But they well it had did some practical really effects in there, cut like cut off, like cut back or whatever camera mm-hmm. tricks, um, back and forth between Frank's character to the horse. So then all and then it worked very seamlessly. How the horse was all of a sudden like up, and it looks like he's coming from the opposite side of the car where he would have gotten up. So it was done uh. really well. Um, but then the horse goes to Saint Nicholas, who is on the other end of you know this alley, and he just walks out, and he just looks so fucking cool. And that was what's one of my favorite shots, actually, of him, Um, because it's just, you know, this dark kind of alley that he's coming out of. And it's all cobblestone and gorgeous and it's kind of rainy. And he's just this dark, looming figure. And he looks fucking creepy and he looks amazing. And then you get this fucking zombie horse that's like walking. Well, towards. Well, it's him. not really a
1: zombie. It looks normal. Well, it, it has, has like that one little brain patch.
0: Yeah, but he's got scars and all kinds of shit all over him. OK, so it's supposed to be like a zombified horse and the little brain patch is terrible on his yeah, head. It really like, looks what fake. is that? that yeah. looks so stupid. All of them actually do. Right. Especially the big one that's like on his hind leg. Right. Terrible.
1: Yeah. Not well,
0: really, guys. But I mean, I get it. Like, he can't really do that great of makeup on a fucking horse. So yeah. <laughs> like, when it's a real horse.
1: One other one other part that uh, I thought before that that happened, the guys that are wearing blackface that are dressed up as Black Pete's and then Frank is dressed up as the saint. They're in the car and they one of them has to pee and then he goes to pee and then he actually is talking about Black Pete's or something like that. And all of a sudden, the Black Pete's like kill him. And then they like, there's this like whole fight scene with a black Pete and like us. Saint Nick has this big ass S staff
0: yeah that was dope
1: he was like cutting people up but they like Frank gets away in the car and like the I think the, the thing gets stuck in the side of the car the like staff or something like that or a spear or something and it cuts one of the black peats in half and he runs over the body That mm-hmm. was pretty cool
0: that was cool uh, a lot of really cool gore
1: yeah there movie. was actually some decent gore and it wasn't like overwhelming but it was decent mm-hmm. um do you have any other ones another one or
0: mm-hmm yeah actually so my favorite kill scene is when they are trying like the police and stuff have pulled up and they've ambushed like frank's character and goert's character and um when they're about to the like time things ticking on the bomb because he's about to like blow up the ship okay and then all of a sudden you know saint nicholas and the black pizza and shit surround them and they start killing everybody right and saint nicholas's character on the horse like takes his staff yes that's the one Wraps it down around...
1: He slams it on the dude's head, one of the cop's heads.
0: He slams it down on his fucking neck, and the staff wraps around it, because it's not all the way... Yeah, it goes
1: over his head like a hoop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he slams it down on him, so it's sitting around his neck, and it's already already cutting him. So then he kind of yanks it towards him a little bit, so you hear... Like, the noises were great. Yeah. You just hear it, like like, sink into this dude, right? And then all of a sudden he just, f- like, flicks it around and it swings around a couple of times. Yeah,
1: like, spins. And you can
0: hear it slicing into the dude's neck. And then it's he grabs it and it stops and he just pulls the guy's fucking head off. And it was so cool. Like, yeah, that was I a cool scene. That.
1: that was a really cool scene. That's my
0: favorite kill scene. That like,
1: was the one I was gonna say, too, yeah. Yeah,
0: I figured we probably weren't gonna be in the same panel, but that, or the same idea with that. But, you know, staff is sick as fuck as it is. Like, it's a cool piece. Right. And then... I was glad they utilized it for a really cool kill
1: yeah that was kind of co- it didn't make any sense like it would never fit around someone's head it was never big enough for that no. But it's just comical
0: it was fun yeah. yeah it was really cool though to watch
1: and of course I mean without ruining the end because if you guys want to check this out it really doesn't matter I don't really think the the ending was all that fantastic no. it was pretty typical uh kind of typical shit uh, I liked kind of how they like tell the story afterwards though so you guys want to stick around for the credits because they kind of like talk about it a little bit oh yeah yeah so um but overall i mean i don't know man it's an okay movie
0: yeah it's not terrible
1: there's good parts in it that make me appreciate it but as a whole i don't think it landed as well as i it probably should have
0: yeah and and i still hold true to the fact that i was underwhelmed yeah it's it's a a good word for it it's underwhelming a little bit yeah but i do agree that i probably would have appreciated it more if i knew their belief right. system or like w- yeah cuz you're like That's trying to compare the right word, it the whole time but yeah but if I, I knew their fable behind it or like what their story, viewpoints are on it story their fictional story effect, or whatever, whatever yeah. you know if i grew up believing that totally instead of just the legend of santa so which is so boring i would rather have santa claus
1: and you guys can rent that on amazon we rented it i think it was like 4 bucks mm-hmm. um you can, you have to type in saint english dubbed and you'll find it for Amazon Video. Otherwise, you will not find it. Mm-mm.
0: It's not even. Uh, and on... And it's
1: actually hard to find anywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Anywhere that you try to find it, so yeah, it's literally nowhere. That's the one place we found it, and we said, "Fuck it, we'll just like rent it." So, but there is another movie that we did pick, and it actually comes from Amazon Prime uh, Video, uh, which is free if you have the service. You can watch this right now in full glory, 1080p. But it's a Cadaver Christmas from 2010.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. And so the story goes, so a bloody janitor walks into a bar. That's Sounds essentially like
0: a, joke. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, right? a joke. perfect setup for
1: That's exactly what I think. I feel like it almost like kind of balanced off. But the real story is, <laughs> united by terrifying and bizarre circumstances, the janitor, the drunk, the bartender, the cop, his perp, and the student security guard must fight to undo the professor's work. A dark force is at work in a cadaver lab this Christmas and this unconventional band of heroes are the only hope the world has against an army of living corpses that are quickly recruiting new members. The undead have been given the gift of life and it's up to the janitor to take it back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, did you write that?
1: No, no, no! Oh no, no, my no. god,
0: it's glorious! <laughs> it is a setup for a terrible joke. Like, it, it totally it's is. So, so jan- a
1: bloody janitor walks into a bar. Yeah,
0: and you're like, oh god, where's this going?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie was written and directed by Joe Zerul, who did shorts like The Newscaster, Redhead, Cheese Fries, most of which I had a hard time finding. By the Cheese way, fries. I tried to watch some of them because I was curious, but I couldn't find them. I didn't do a like big search on Vimeo or anything. Um, it's also written and acted in by Daniel Raiden Hale who plays the janitor he acted in Sons and Daughters of Thunder shorts like Skippy Love which he wrote too because Skippy loves oh no excuse me Skippy Love Chicago but he wrote that one uh, he's also in Harold's Gift another short also has writer and actor Hanlon Smith Dorsey who plays Tom which he acted in So You Like Your Neighborhood <laughs> yeah that's the name of it <laughs> Walking the Dead and Mr. Lamb short. The Walking the Dead and Mr. Lamb are both shorts. Uh some of the other casts though in this movie is Yosh Hayashi, who plays Officer Sam, he was in Followed and a short film, An Honest Life. Also has Ben Hopkins, who plays Bartender Eddie. He was in Redhead and Cheese Rise short, which the director also did, plus a feature film called Psycho Magnet. So what are your thoughts on this movie, Brittany? <laughs>
0: All right. I am on the complete opposite side of the spectrum for this movie as I was the last. Right. Okay. I was completely like thrilled. Right. About this because it was, I don't know, not what I expected at all. It was better than what I expected. So I I went into it with like fucking no expectations. I didn't even read what it was about before I watched it. I was just like, fuck it. Like the picture looks terrible. It's probably going to suck, but I don't care. (laughs) Like it'll at least be a fun ride. And... I mean, it's cheesy, but it's not cheesy at the same time. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like, it seems so low budget. It's but aware
1: it's, of itself. That's what it's it is. But it's not
0: low budget, but it, like, knows it's a joke. But they still do. I don't know. I loved it. I fucking loved it. And, I mean, I love, like, comic horror, obviously. Like, probably one of my favorite like mixes. Oh, it's,
1: yeah. It's probably like the same thing. I don't know if you got to listen to the interview, but Craig Anderson was saying that too. Yeah. He was saying that he stunned research and studied and did like a doctorate's degree in fucking acting and, and uh comedy and horror have a very common
0: They do. It's a very trait. common thread. Like, yeah,
1: like they, they both kinda like ignite some sort of uncomfortable like uncomfortableness is mm-hmm. what comedy and horror thrive on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway.
0: But there's dark humor which is my favorite kind of humor. Right. And just a lot of really cool things. And it's an original story. That's kind of what I enjoyed most about it is they took, you know, it's so hard to do anything original with the zombie genre. It's well, fucking difficult!
1: I will say there is another movie that you actually suggested before we watch this one. I know that I had no idea this was like.
0: Yeah, it's called was, Stalled. As we were watching this, I was yeah, like, "Fuck, was like, this is what it worked I so know, good with Stalled." But, but we had
1: already watched like the Saint or Saints or something. It's okay, yeah. we can do.
0: We can always do Stalled another time.
1: Yeah, we'll do it next year.
0: Because it's fucking funny, right? <laughs> like, it's really cool, and that's an enclosed space movie too, right?
1: But those would have been perfectly up. paired together. Oh yeah, I would I would have called it Janitor of the Dead. But
0: we don't. We both didn't realize that this was focused on a janitor.
1: Yeah, I was like, so. I was like, if we watch both of these, I was like, think Janitor or Janitors of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Would have made more sense.
0: It was fun, but. Yeah, I had a really good time watching this movie. Cool story. Yeah. You know, and like I said, it is very impossible to get a good original spin on the zombie genre, but they did a decent job of trying to do that. Right. You know, and they they tied it in relatively well and did some explanation. Ran a little long for me in a lot of ways, like... Was a little slow in some parts, but right where it didn't need to be. But it they had good enough filler moments in those slow parts that made it better. So I don't know. I really liked it. It was fun. You fell in love with the characters too, which I liked. You were able to actually like like get to know them, yeah. Way and especially like the four like main ones that you're introduced to in the beginning
1: yeah it was cool yeah one of the uh one of the things i thought about it it's like this movie kind of plays on that whole retro style like Mm -hmm. if you've ever seen any of the astron six guys movies like the ones that do all the like sort of fake ones like biocop or father's day or um they did that other movie we watched um the editor it's kind of like those along those lines so you kind of know that it's going to be silly ride but this is probably even lower budget than what those guys even get.
0: Oh uh, for sure.
1: It's it's but they do it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I never really felt uncomfortable with the acting or anything. I like I got it and they all kind of flowed and worked well together so there wasn't like this like underwhelming performance from anybody. It was all kind of on the same par. Although there were better actors than yeah. some, but they were kind of in that same
0: Everybody was kind of on the same element.
1: Right. But uh it's super over the top and silly while the movie wasn't like gut splitting funny it's still really enjoyable and I think it's kind of like a hidden holiday horror gem that uh, people should check out because it's like I totally missed it I never watched it. I don't know why. Yeah. One thing I love about this podcast is that I'm watching more and more horror movies that I would have never seen had it not been for this podcast because I had this weird, you know, choice picking of movies or whatever. And I do love to watch anything, but I'm just... I think my, my tastes are expanding a little bit more because of this podcast, so it's kind of nice. But the humor sometimes does miss a little bit. Oh, yeah. Big time. But... It's more about having fun than worrying about all those stupid little minor complaints anyway. Mm -hmm. So it has like a lot of homemade gore and blood, you know, something that your friends would make, but did really well at it. I don't know how to explain it. And I, I did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to like. I thought the main guy's serious super janitor acting, which was like Bruce Campbell janitor, was this very is, awesome.
0: Yeah, this movie is completely a fucking nod to Evil
1: Dead. Yeah, it totally is. Big yeah. fucking time. Yeah, a I mean, and, and they, big they, time. Yeah, they hold up in a like college school and everything like that. So it's it's kind of interesting. Like yeah. the, the whole movie, by the way, starts off with this bloody janitor walking into the bar and talking to the bartender and one of the patrons, who is Tom. So it's Eddie, Tom, and him. So it's it's interesting. And then he kinda tells this wacky tale about what happened mm-hmm. as a janitor. And how he had to clean up this big mess and it became apparent that there was a bigger mess that he could clean. But he felt like he had to do it anyway because it's the janitor's job. And so he fights off these he, he these zombies.
0: To not leave a giant mess. Or right. Whatever. I can't leave any mess uncleaned or <laughs> whatever. Right. Fuck yeah,
1: that's it. Like, yeah, that's what it hilarious. is. hilarious. Yeah, that's funny.
0: It was so ridiculous. And like, obviously, like his fucking mop is his boomstick. Right. And I, I loved it. I loved all the little subtle referencing to Evil Dead. There's even a fucking... Evil Dead poster
1: in the background in yeah. his janitor closet right. in the
0: background. But they have it peeled down. Oh, so delicately to not show that it's Evil Dead. They don't sh- you don't see the name.
1: Right. They want to get in see trouble. Like the E
0: and the V. And then you can see it's obviously the poster. And I'm like, ha. Right. We already knew. But then you confirmed it. <laughs> right. And he
1: even has the blue jump jacket. The shirt. You know, yeah, it was
0: hilarious with the name, his name on it and shit. Or they whatever. did a lot of
1: shots like they do in the Evil Dead with like real close face shots and yeah. stuff. It was
0: like a dare I say even maybe a lower budget than evil dead well yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. definitely
1: <laughs> i'm pretty cool. sure it was lower budget than that yeah. yeah i think they pulled a lot of favors in this one mm-hmm. um so do you want to jump into some of the trivia or no we should probably explain a little bit more so after the bloody janitor goes into the bar meets tom and bartender eddie a cop shows up and comes through the front door and he's like what the hell is going on out here you know like you got all and, these
0: fucking crazy people in your parking lot.
1: Right. And he's like, why are you covered in blood? And like, we're, we're taking you in. And like, he gets in, they get in this like car that's not a police officer's car. And I kept, part of me like wondered like, well, they, they couldn't get a police officer's car. And so they... They
0: had to make this weird to, story. About yeah, they had him.
1: to make this weird story for it or whatever. But it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, he puts him in the... Uh, it's
0: like in the back of his like regular... Like not an El Camino, but like a just a, re-
1: like a oh, regular car. It almost looked like kind of like it was a, a throw to Evil Dead again. Again, like the yellow Delta eighty eight. Yeah. <laughs> then. uh he tells them this story and they're like, Well, why didn't you call the police? you know, and he's like, I tried. Oh, I was that's on. so funny. That 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 whole running gag will explain that in a second. But so they, they drive to the place and he's like, Why are we going why aren't we going to the police station? He's like, Well, we've got to take care of this problem and they're like, Oh, Jesus. So they all kind of team together and do it and fight off the dead. But he doesn't call them zombies. That's the, the thing. He calls them cadavers. The cadavers.
0: Yeah. Every time someone says like dead or zombie, or he's like, cadavers. Yeah, he's he's like, no. Serious. Yeah.
1: Hilarious. (laughs) Cadavers. Mm -hmm. So then they finally, when everybody finally gets to the point where they're actually saying cadavers. There's like that one moment where he says zombie. Yeah, it's like you motherfucker. It was funny.
0: He's <laughs> like, wait, you've been saying cadavers all fucking night, and now all of a sudden they're a fucking zombie. He's like, like, well, there's well, yeah,
1: <laughs> there's two different types. I've realized that some of the most recently <laughs> infected are zombies, or no, are cadavers, but the ones that aren't who die after being infected become cadavers. And it's like what
0: ridiculous? Yeah, it so funny. It, it
1: totally makes sense if you think about it. Does. it. Um. Some of the trivia on this was pretty interesting. The lead actor, Daniel Raden Hale, he's the janitor, plays and then Joe, the director, met in college and he had him act in certain things. Like they did film challenges together and fun things like that. And the lead actor had like a story idea that he wanted to do because he was doing films as well, sort of. They did this one documentary on one of their friends because they were like college roommates mm-hmm. and the the whole red hooded guy in the movie did you recognize that guy? no, you sure
0: red hooded guy what are you talking about?
1: Do you remember in the movie where there was a guy with a that grabbed a stapler off the desk and at the end he was in the background with a yeah yeah and then he and then he hits janitor over the head and clicks the 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 stapler yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy is based off the documentary that they did of their friend. So it was like one of the original films and that's kind of like their little inside joke
0: Oh cute that
1: they did with their roommate. so it's sort of like this thing. I like it. They didn't and they didn't actually talk about that, but I pieced it together. From all the like different stuff, Um, I actually don't have the DVD. I just watched it on on Amazon, so I you know what I mean. I didn't have all the access to that info. Um, They worked on a a short though. It was called Skippy Love Chicago, which is what Dan's idea was about a robot in Chicago. Um, But the movie was actually based off a short film where with the same name. It was called a Cadaver Lab. It's pretty much the very beginning of the movie. That's they just redid that. Neat. And that was the film they did. But the lead actor, Dan, Dan said, hey, let me make a feature length of that movie. And Joe, the director, thought he would never do it. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you're going to do it, but you're not. So he just never put any thought into it. And then he actually did. And Joe actually read it and was like, yeah, this is horrible. He's like, but this part's really cool. I really like this part. Maybe we can build on that. And then they went back and forth, back and forth over all these different edits and everything. And then once they did, they got help from somebody else to help finish writing it up and make it perfect. And all the one liners in the movie are the director, Joe. Okay, all the like friendship tidbits are Dan. So they kind of and then, you know. Tom, the character Tom plays, that that plays Tom, his name is um, Hanlon Smith Dorsey. He also wrote on that as well. So I just thought it was kind of interesting. But that's pretty much all I had for the trivia. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. I mean, Not I did anything. scour for some and, you know. I couldn't
0: find anything, so I was amazed that you found anything at all. Yeah, no. That I, was relatable.
1: Yeah, no, I found, uh, I, I searched for quite a few t- hours
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just to make sure that I got anything I could. But um, what are your, some of your favorite scenes for this one?
0: Um, my f- I'll start it off in the beginning. I like when he's kind of starting to recant his tale of what's going on at the school. So, when he is showing, like when he's mopping up the floor and he's talking about everybody making such a fucking mess.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Shit,
0: which is hilarious.
1: Just angry.
0: Yeah, and he's super mad when he's telling the story, and then all of a sudden he just like sees like it's a couple blood drops on the floor, and he's cleaning those up, and then it's just a fucking sea of yeah. blood everywhere, and he's just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. what? It, like, really? Like these goddamn college kids or whatever, you know?" And then all of a sudden he looks up, and then the cadavers are coming at him.
1: He's following the breadcrumbs, or in this case, the, the blood, blood trails. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the blood crumbs.
1: Yeah, and that was pretty funny.
0: Everybody's like, you know, Tom and Eddie like don't fucking believe jack shit of what he's saying and they're just like what the fuck ever like they keep fucking with him the whole time and it's really funny
1: right
0: it's a cool exchange between those characters
1: one of the funnier characters i thought you remember when we when they that cop shows up at the bar sam and he has a perp he calls him perp in the in the movie who was it becomes apparent that it was he was fucking a goat and that he loved the goat, and like he was really defensive. We're gonna if anybody get married, we yeah, were, we're going to get married. So, and then and then you find out oh, like the me. cop is like has a he was a canine um, officer who had a dog that he trained that he trained with, and he lost his job because of the situation where the dog attacked somebody and he wasn't had it, didn't have it under control or something, and so then the dog got put down and he and it was dead and he kept the squeaky toy from it, and so he was like, yeah, you got fired, and he was like, oh, so I guess i can go like the the goat fucker guy
0: so i guess i can go
1: (laughs) yeah and meanwhile while the cop and the janitor are arguing back and forth everybody kind of goes their own way the perp guy the goat fucker actually goes into one of the corpses rooms and he starts fucking this corpse he looks at it like it's this attractive woman but it's really just a fucking moldy bloody fucking raisin looking corpse but yeah, he starts. I mean, it's not my favorite scene no, or it anything.
0: A uh, completely unnecessary. But it was
1: like, opinion. wow, they're really dedicated to this part, for aren't they? Like,
0: I was just like, and with the sound effects and everything. Yeah, like, that was, I was really like, this, the first of all. The scene's completely unnecessary. But you have
1: to point it out. You, know you what have I mean? to talk
0: about it. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, this is so not needed for this. Why? Why is this in here? Like,
1: why have you forsaken why me? Why have you
0: forsaken me? <laughs> Stop fucking a corpse. Like, yeah. if I want to watch a movie where you fuck corpses, I'm going to watch a movie where you fuck corpses. So that's what it's about. But I don't want to like <laughs> watch this movie and then just see random corpse fucking for no fucking reason. I don't know.
1: It's kind of hot. Like, oh. he was like, but do you remember what happened after that though? Because yeah. like the co- or the janitor shows up and they're like. He's like, oh shit! He's like, seems like someone's been getting busy in here or something like His that. His
0: fucking one-liners to, or spot fucking. On. Yeah, but he
1: didn't even know that he was fucking a corpse. No, so no. it was like kind of like a weird.
0: I don't know if he. I I don't. I can't remember if he like saw him or not.
1: No, he it, didn't see but he him. He knew he was up. But to the something. cop guy did. Oh yeah, yeah. Or the Tom guy did. I can't remember. Somebody one saw one him of them doing saw it. Saw him doing it. Yeah. He I was like, was... oh, I was just checking. Uh, uh checking. No, something. no,
0: it was the janitor because he stabs the corpse in the head with the broom right because it comes alive when he's fucking it right and so it is the janitor that sees him and then sam and everybody rushes in after that but after he acts he like he stuff.
1: didn't see it he that's does the weird he doesn't thing. bring
0: it up but i feel like he wants to like you feel like he wants to say something about it and he's like hint that's why he says what he does is he's trying to hint at that something was going on but right. the guy sam's the cop's character keeps shutting him down he doesn't want to listen to what he has to say.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, that's weird, though.
0: It was weird. I was like, I would have called his ass out, corpse fucker. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I would have shoved the broom in his head.
1: What's another one of your favorite scenes?
0: Uh, I, I love every scene with Tom. <laughs>
1: Really, I've talk. I, I never came around to him until about halfway through the movie.
0: He gets better halfway through, but he's just yeah. fun. he's kind of a throwaway character before, like, prior to that. But he's still kind of it's kind fun. of annoying at first. I didn't think it was annoying, but I just thought he was fun. But I like when it's
1: like Barney in uh, yeah, in fucking uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, like it's almost so like So he's lovable. Yeah, in
0: a way. Yeah, also kind of annoying. But I like the scene. <laughs> when they meet up with the 911 op- the not the 911 operator, but the college girl. Yes. So this will explain the gag. For Yeah, we should explain, we the, gag explain the gag and then that spike. So when he's talking about, well, why didn't you call the police or whatever? And when he's in the um, bar, he explains that he tried to call the police. But every phone call that comes from inside the campus, the Nine college one campus, 911, yeah. it gets rerouted to the college security camp- campus security first. Yeah. So they can try and determine
1: if it's a worthy enough 911 yeah, call. Yeah. It's actually an
0: emergency. Yeah. <laughs> and so he calls and he gets this girl and he's like trying to explain to her he needs to get Pat to do the police, but she's not believing anything that he's saying. And then he's just they just have this hilarious exchange where they're fucking arguing with each other. And he's just like, "So you're telling me if I'm gonna be- get raped and murdered by a fucking rapist murderer, and he comes into my dorm room and I have to call 911 and I get you, and you have to determine if me being raped and murdered is a good enough fucking excuse." used to call the police <laughs> Now, by the time you patch me into the fucking police I'm gonna get raped and murdered Because that's what the rape murderer is there to do <laughs> like, <laughs> It was just fucking hilarious They have
1: that like four times in the movie Oh
0: back and forth Yeah and it is a running gag It's really
1: actually I really love that part That was one of my favorite things Excellent. about the movie Is just that It's it's so stupid But it's so funny Because like you forget about it Like a couple times mm-hmm. Like because they do it with the, the professor Who started this whole bullshit Yep He tries to call And he's like I tried to to call like you're he's like you read the notes he's like writing it in his diary about how he couldn't reach the police because of of the security campus right Right. yeah
0: and then she goes into this thing of like i'm three years into my four-year criminal justice degree yeah and like i I have been security guard for two of them like like, oh my god but they so that's the gag basically it runs throughout the entire film in a couple different parts um, including later when she's gone and they try to call.
1: That's right, yeah. And yeah. she's
0: not there because she's with them.
1: No, she calls herself.
0: Yeah, she calls 911. Yeah, she's like, you know desk. what, I'm
1: sick of this. I'm calling the police. Yeah. And they have this big discussion and then you're not even thinking about it because of what they're talking about and then she picks it up and you think, oh, well, she's probably got like some secret password that she can cut through and she's like, no one answered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was so funny. It was just so nonchalant. I'm like, It's Jesus. like you get a
1: taste of your own medicine, bitch.
0: It's <laughs> great. Yeah. It was, great. Oh, was um, funny. But so anyway, they um, are like going through the college, they're trying to get to the professor's office and then they run into her.
1: Yeah. This
0: little security guard and then obviously her and her and the cop guy have a little thing going on where she's like into him and he's kind of into her and he feels it. So he's like,
1: well, she's only into him because she thinks he's he's a police officer and she wants to be a cop, Yeah, but she's not even really into him. She just wants to get into the police force, So Mm -hmm. she plays nice with him. But the other guy is like really into her. Mm -hmm. Like he wants her. It's what I got from it.
0: Yeah, it was funny, but their interaction is great.
1: Well, one of the ones that I can point out before we get to the Tom start, so Mm -hmm. you can do your first one of it. uh, There is a part where, and, earmuffs guys if you don't want to be anything spoiled i mean you pretty sure much to figure this by now like anything that we talk about in our favorite scenes is probably going to spoil th- stuff for you but just to give you a heads up officer sam does die uh and he you can see him getting eaten and while he's getting eaten you hear the squeaky toy that he yeah. had for <laughs> that, that was just a nice little touch mm-hmm. you know, hear it
0: it was fucking adorable it was
1: funny what about your favorite Tom's, the first Tom scene that you like?
0: Well, my first Tom scene, man.
1: Because there's two that I there's, remember. There's
0: one in particular that I really, really love, but I think you and I both really like that one, so I'll let you tell it. All but right. I really liked your when Tom tries to be a badass. Right. So when he realizes that, because basically he's a fucking giant pussy and doesn't know what the fuck to do. and um, The janitor gets so knocked the out janitor by trying, the
1: red hooded dude.
0: Yeah, so they decide that they want to try and, like, they're going to try to, um, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but
1: they barricade the walls up and everything yeah. for the zombies. And to then, get oh,
0: out. and then they, they break in and then he gets <laughs> knocked out by the dude with the red hoodie.
1: Yeah. With the stapler with The stapler. Yeah. So he's,
0: knocked out on the ground and so Tom is like well fuck like he doesn't want him to get eaten by zombies so and this is before sam gets killed too right so <laughs> he design what does he pick up was he pick up the fucking mop or something i can't remember what he picks who, up who Tom. who's he
1: oh he picks up the shovel
0: yeah he picks up the shovel and he's just like all of a sudden you think he's gonna do this like amazing shit right like because he's like charged and he's ready and he like oh fucking like comes in and does nothing <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous
1: but then he drags the janitor off
0: yeah, well, the, this is when Sam comes to them.
1: Before that part, there was that, like, the janitor and him have a discussion about how Tom's pretty much useless. They have to, like, sit and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was that like... scene where she he tom is supposed to be putting up the like all the like christmas stuff oh, because yeah. they're like trying to find something that they can fight the zombies with and all they can find is christmas decorations and he's like use these lights <laughs> and then he, tom like he's like oh i put them up on the wall to try to distract the and zombies
0: distract them. He's so cute <laughs> i love when he's like oh candy canes he's like can i have one of these candy canes? can i have one If I can can have one, can't have it. Just say no. Say something. Okay. (gasps) I'm going to eat it in three, two, one. (laughs) He's like eating it. Yeah, that's pretty funny.
1: But the scene you're getting up to is when he drags the janitor off, right? Into the closet. Yeah. Tell tell that.
0: So Tom drags the janitor into the closet and barricades shittily, barricades the door, might I add, with a mop bucket or something. It's just around a corner. And he's like, he can't even, like, he's trying to. Close the door. But the janitor's legs are obviously in the way of the door. So he, like, lifts one leg and then tries to push the door. Obviously he can't, so then he has to go get the other leg. And then it's just so, like, the exchange in that is so ridiculous. Like, how he's trying to just close the door and then push the bucket in the way to block it. But anyway, so the janitor's passed the fuck out, like, knocked out cold. And Tom starts having this conversation with him. Because like, he's bored. Because he's bored out of his fucking mind. <clears throat> and so he's, he's drinking out of his flask. And then he starts talking to the janitor and then answering back as the janitor, like, to puts himself. His like, thumb puts on his, his thumb lips. on his lips and yeah. like starts moving his mouth and he's like apologizing to him. Like he's making the janitor apologize to him for saying he was useless and like all this, this fucking ridiculous exchange. My favorite part about that though was when he says something to the janitor and he's like uh, something about the zombies and then he puts his hand back on the janitor's mouth and goes cadavers. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm
1: a fucking genius. A lot of good running gags like really that. Really good. Yeah.
0: Like, and that whole exchange between the two of them that scene was really funny. Yeah, it was really sweet too at the same time. So it was cool. And then when he, and then he wakes up, obviously we'll get into like Alex. And, and
1: and I want to spoil the end here. We're going to leave it open a little bit, but there's a part where I don't
0: want to spoil it. Where
1: Tom asks the janitor to kill him because he was bit in the struggle. And it was through his shirt or whatever. And janitor says, "I uh, janitor's like about to cut his head off with the shovel." And he's like, "Janitor says I have to apologize. I'm sweet Tom. Uh, I have to apologize for all the things I." And then Tom puts his finger on his lips, like that moment where they're about to kiss <laughs> I, in movies. And he's like, "Shh, you already have." <laughs> It was so good. Dude, that is the best part of the whole fucking movie. I died. I had to pause
0: it because I was laughing so fucking hard. I was like, Jesus. It was just so cute.
1: Right. And without spoiling the end, I mean, there's some pretty cool stuff in the credits. Yeah,
0: don't spoil the twist. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's fun. And I feel like everybody needs to watch it because that was out of fucking nowhere and you can see that cool. they set
1: it up for a sequel if they wanted to
0: absolutely right absolutely like I, a cadaver I, new year's would be so great if they did because that was cool they,
1: i heard that they said that they might one day but i don't know i don't remember
0: crowd fund that shit because i'll fucking donate
1: i don't know if anybody would actually say because i think there's a lot of people that haven't seen cadaver christmas
0: yeah they probably should they probably will now
1: yeah, you guys should check it, was it out fucking though. Awesome! It's a lot of fun, and if you're looking for some holiday movies to like soak up for the for the holiday season, this is probably a good one. I agree. It, it does have Christmas elements in it a lot more than I thought it was going to have. It actually does deal with it quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, check it out. I think I think this is a really good one. Now, it kind of seems obvious, right? I think it's pretty obvious. A like Cadaver Christmas wins. And I think by a, a, a large portion. It's a cheaper made movie done way better. Way funnier.
0: way Yeah, way, way better.
1: The humor actually hits more than The Saint. Yeah. like I don't think there was anything that I was written for funny that I'm I laughed at. I'm
0: pretty sure Saint threw in that as a last resort to try and break it up a little bit.
1: It's and one it of those work. movies you should watch, but I don't... Oh, I agree. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's... cool. It's like a five, maybe six at I the most. give it a five. And a half. Yeah, and then the cadavered like total like seven, maybe eight.
0: I would say, yeah, I'm It's go it's, in a, the it's an it eight for seven. what
1: it got wait, for for how much money and budget they had. Yeah, like,
0: I'm gonna go at seven and a half on that one. It's a lot because of Tom
1: yeah I'll watch it again for sure I'm gonna oh, yeah. buy it
0: I'm yeah I wanna own that one for sure and I will watch it again cause it was really fun
1: The Saint I can and skip I really don't care
0: Mouse hasn't seen it so I'm gonna make him watch it cause he'll really like it
1: uh, he needs to watch these with you he,
0: is, he had practice
1: yeah Christina has been having the same problem with all the new movies that we got yeah. So, by the way, guys, next week we're um, we're going to be doing our regular week, okay? But I want to give you guys a little bit of a heads up on what the plans for for the next few weeks are because we obviously have the holidays here, and we do celebrate uh, Christmas with our families and such, uh, or friends even. And uh, so next week we're going to be doing Monday and Thursday, like regular. Uh, the following week we are only going to be doing a Thursday episode because Christmas actually falls on a Monday and we thought, well, anytime there's a holiday going on, honestly, nobody listens, like mm-hmm. not as many people. It's like it cuts it in half or in a, into a fourth of the amount of people that listen, which, you know, we want to provide content. But in the same respect, we have a lot going on, too. So we're trying to balance that. So we're going to do one episode for that Thursday. So it'll be like right before I think it's the 28th. We're going to have an episode out on, and then we're going to skip the next Monday because that's New Year's Day, which everybody's going to be fucking hung over his shit on. Nobody's going to want to deal with work or anything that day. So we figured we'll just put another episode out on that Thursday that week, too. So we're only going to have we're going to have an episode for each week, but it's only going to be one for the next two weeks after next week, if that makes sense. So, But uh, but yeah, guys, what do you think of these two movies that we watched this week? I mean, did you like them? Have you seen them before? Are you curious about seeing them? Uh, did we help you to kind of want to see them? Or did you make, did it, make it so you didn't want to see them? Uh, how did you feel about the Black Pete situation? Like, tell us all about what you think in the comments of any of our social media or any of the places that we post the podcast. We'll definitely see it. And we appreciate anyone that shares, obviously. So thank you guys for sharing that. Um, other than that, um, next week we're going to be doing two new movies. Which ones are we going to do? Uh, what was it? A... Secret Santa. Secret
0: Santa. And... From
1: 2016, by the way, not the newest one. And then. And then we're also going to be doing.
0: Once Upon a Christmas or something. Yeah. Once Upon a
1: Time at Christmas. Once Upon
0: a Time at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, which is not even out yet, but it'll be out by the time that this airs, I think. So, it'll actually be out on, uh, Monday of this past week or Tuesday yeah, of this pretty... past week. Yeah. Two
0: brand new movies that were, like, <clears throat> basically viewing screeners for
1: yeah so we're just giving you a little bit of a heads up on there um other than that i mean if you guys haven't already please go to long and check out any of our fucking social media any of our horror shots if you're ever interested in any of that stuff uh follow us on facebook we're in the facebook group called do you love horror you name it but uh yeah so you excited for this holiday yeah you're like meh <laughs> I think this is the best part is watching all these fun, uh, I silly all the holiday fun movies.
0: movies. they all holiday movies. And yeah. then they always replay Harry Potter, too. So,
1: <laughs> Right. That's true, huh?
0: They do. Every Thanksgiving and Christmas, they replay all the movies,
1: even though I own them all. But, so we just watch them. I'm not a big fan of those, Me by the way. You suck a dick. Yeah. You're an idiot. Well, Harry, po- <laughs> Harry Potter can suck my... <laughs> he would never. <laughs> but, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll see you next week on Monday. Stay, Stay weird, monsters. monsters. Cool.